Next on BYU Sports Nation, Friday game day. Boise State and BYU renew the regional rivalry. Do you expect BYU to win? Super Bowl champion Brian Billick discusses what's best for BYU tonight. A less than 100% Tanner Mangum or fourth-string freshman quarterback Joe Critchlow. Plus ESPN play-by-play superstar Adam Amin. What does he think BYU does better than Boise State? Hashtag hike the Y. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on a game day, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It is fabulous to be live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yes! Day-to-day, play-by-play, outside in the gorgeous fall weather, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. October 6th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. Alongside the Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. A programming note off the top of today's show. For those watching and listening live on BYU TV or BYU Radio, stay here for complete coverage of the funeral services for Elder Robert D. Hales of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints immediately following this program. As I mentioned, Jerem, we don't get to do this all that often. You know, come out here on a Friday with gorgeous I love weather. home weekday games because we get to come here, which is awesome. Our crew's going to be here basically all day because we've got a game. We've got countdown to kickoff tonight at 9 Eastern. We've got the game day replay coming up after the postgame tonight. So it's a loaded day, but we've buried the lead, Spencer. We Uh-oh. really have. Uh-oh. Spuddy Buddy's here. On Wednesday, I mentioned that I was going to throw him off. <laughs> I forgot. So instead, we have him doing the splits and... <laughs> Later in the program, I will officially throw him off. It is a tradition unlike any other, Jim Nance, to throw off Spuddy Buddy on the week of Boise State. And our boy, Ad Goldyeller, the Lego guy, he's a Boise State fan. He's an LDS guy. He is in town for this game. So you know it's a big game if Goldyeller's showing up. I wonder if he's bringing us any new Lego characters. Is he bringing us the Jerem Jordan Lego character? I want the Jared Zabransky. <laughs> That's what I want. Nice pull. Yeah, nice poll. Be a Boise State fan's going to appreciate that. Or Ian Johnson, was that his name? Ian Johnson and back. Jared Zabransky. Oh, yes. That was fun to watch against Oklahoma. One we can, of a we kind. can We can, uh, you know, uh, commiserate in a positive way about uh, beating Oklahoma with Boise State. Yes, that is very true. Hey, we're at one of the most picturesque stadiums in all it's of America. It's so beautiful. I just soak it in. It's, it's crisp, by the way, um, out here. It's supposed to be warm tonight, though. 60s, 70s for this game. 8:21 kick uh, local time, 10:21 Eastern. Uh, frost on the field, so they've tried to avoid kind of walking on onto it until the sun has melted the frost, and it's it's now melted and looking pristine. They do a fantastic job here. Huge effort to get this stadium each, ready each and every week. Cougar tails don't make themselves, Spencer. BYU and Boise State tonight, which brings us to our headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Cougars and Broncos now bearing down on an 8:15 Mountain, 10:15 Eastern Time kickoff from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Will Tanner Mangum start at quarterback for BYU tonight, or maybe the freshman Joe Critchlow, or somebody else who gets the nod? Whoever's playing for BYU, Boise State head coach Brian Harson has plenty to think about with this specific matchup. We're playing a good football team. Uh, we're playing there. I think our, our players are excited about that, have a chance to go play on the road again and just go get into a great environment, um, energy, play, uh, play fast, play for four quarters. Uh, it's really that simple. 
four quarters, everybody trying to put together a complete game, particularly BYU, which they have not done, and Kalani Satake has been very vocal about that. We're just not playing well. We want to play well. Watch the Cougars warm up, including those quarterbacks on countdown to kickoff at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Kyle Vanoy had seven tackles and half a sack last night in the Patriots' 19-14 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thanks, Nick Folk. You might remember his name because he's the guy that kicked a game-winning field goal for Arizona against the Brigham Yeah, where was that when BYU needed you to miss in Tucson? A lot of that, uh, yeah, he missed three field goals last night. That's that's a bummer for him. I feel bad for everybody that has Nick Folk as their fantasy football kicker. Do you know somebody? I do. Oh, okay. (laughs) Other Cougars in action this weekend include Kai Nakua and the Browns against the Jets, Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs. Against the Texans, and John Denny will long snap for the Dolphins against the Titans. Yesterday, BYU Basketball Media Day. The Cougars getting ready for a new hoop season to begin. Head coach Dave Rose says his team has a distinct goal, and that is getting back to the NCAA tournament. No question the the, the goal for this group is to get back to the NCAA tournament. Um in the 12 years as a head coach, this is the first that we've experienced back-to-back years without going. And uh, these guys have worked hard. I think they've kept their head down. They've, they've got a, a goal in sight. BYU is an NCAA tournament team more often than not with Dave Rose as the head coach. This is unique territory for them. Back-to-back years, not going to the big dance. Yeah, Peyton Dastrup, uh, who yesterday said he lost 40 pounds in the offseason. He gained some weight on his mission to Panama. Go USA versus Panama, by the way. Is that tonight? Tomorrow? I think so. Uh, need that for World Cup qualifying. Uh, Dastrup lost 40 pounds. He said the number one goal is getting to the NCAA tournament. And Dave Rose uh, said as much. That's the goal. As it should be. And it, more than win the conference title. There's two teams that are kind of in BYU's way a little bit, but you can still make the tournament by being third or even second. Winning the league is tough as long as Gonzaga's in it. I will guarantee you that eighth-ranked BYU women's volleyball will make the NCAA tournament. That's, that's a guarantee. You'll like the way you look. Uh, they were down 2 nothing last night, two sets to none. It was weird. They, they came were... back in 1-5 and five at Moraga against St. Mary's. They were up 19-10 to 10 in the first set and, and lost, lost that first set, and then it just went weird. But they found a way. They did because Copper Hill's finest, Ronnie Jones-Perry, 24 kills in the win. The Cougars play at Pacific tomorrow, 3 Eastern time. 16-1 on the season. Congratulations to the ladies. Keep it rolling. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Great expectations. BYU football working for win number two. New month, new opportunities. It's October, Jaron. He's undefeated in October. Undefeated in this month. Okay? Let's just wipe away September. That's the good news. Season starts in October. Mariner spring training mindset. Now, for those of you that would like to count the month of September, BYU trying to avoid a 1-5 start for the first time since 1973, Lavelle Edwards' second season as the head coach at BYU. There are a lot of things. second season. I hope those don't match up. But do you hope it matches up for the national championship run? Somebody tweeted that in the other day. (laughs) It's going to be okay. 2028, BYU's going to win the national championship. Uh, quarterback play and who is available is clearly the number one headline as far as the actual game goes. There are other injuries that BYU are dealing with uh, as a team, and then the whole ball security issue coming off of the Utah State game. There, Yeah, there's some questions to be answered, but the number one question, like you said, is, is Tanner Mangum cleared? Is he the guy tonight? We will find out tonight. 
Is Joe Critchlow the backup if he's not the starter? Those are questions I have. Also, I thought about this. By the way, Joe Critchlow, the last time he played in a football game in high school, Mm -hmm. 1,064 days ago. Okay. Tell me something you haven't done in 1,000 days that you would be comfortable doing for three hours on ESPN tonight. (laughs) Because that's what Joe Critchlow could be doing tonight. How crazy is that? What advantage is that? Um, I'm trying to think of something that I could just... A thousand days ago. Nope. Mate, but right. you're comfortable doing it for three hours tonight for the first time in a thousand days. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to say ride a bike, but I'd, I'd probably be tired after about 15 minutes. Yeah. Three hours of riding a bike <laughs> in 10-second spurts, but you get three-minute commercial breaks? Listen, all of this factors into... How we think you will answer today's Twitter question. Do you expect BYU to win tonight against Boise State? Why or why not? I'm telling you why. Or at, why not? At Kiwi Jackman with the first tweet. Just hashtag BYUSN. Q inner turmoil. <laughs> I want to say they will, but the QB issue just looms too darn big. Happy homecoming anyway. Hashtag get well Tanner. To me, it all depends on whether Tanner Mangum's the guy. And even then, if Tanner Mangum's the guy, how's the ankle? Because it's been 27 days today since the Utah game. Was sitting out a good thing for Tanner Mangum to process things and get his mind right? Because before he left... Bad thing for the Utah State game. It was not a good thing, primarily in in terms of his on-the-field play. Now let's talk about the last time we saw Tanner Mangum play. Okay, The first three quarters, control-alt-delete. The fourth quarter... Oh, he got it going. BYU scores two touchdowns. Yeah, he got it going a little bit. Kalani Satake said he saw something in Tanner Mangum that he hadn't seen yet. It had clicked, and then he gets hurt. Will we see the Tanner Mangum fourth quarter version versus Utah yeah. in this game? Also, you know the kid from Eagle, Idaho, wants to play against Boise State. Yes. You know, and you said that after the Utah State yes. game. We didn't know the, the uh, you know, duration of how long he's be out, the, uh, how tough that uh, injury was. Tanner Mangum, I'll be surprised – if Tanner Mangum doesn't play tonight because BYU needs him. BYU needs him. You don't want to have to burn Joe Critchlow's red shirt and throw a freshman out there on Friday night on ESPN. That's not an ideal situation. Critchlow has a future here. I just don't want that future to be the present. I want Tanner Mangum to be the present. I'm telling you, I think Tanner Mangum is locked in. Hopefully those ankle, that ankle's locked in too. That is the question. You know what I'm saying? Good Pain management, how much can you handle that? But I think his mind is is in a better place than it has been in a while because he, I mean, he he needed to watch his team go through some adversity. Just seeing his body language and his facial expressions. Last oh, week. he watched it on the field oh, enough. My man. Goodness. He, he didn't need more. He is. He feels one hundred percent confident that he can get back on the field and help his team tonight. They BYU's need him. the best chance to win is with an injured Tanner Mangum. They need to him. Me. Like how injured is he? We don't know. Meanwhile, Boise State two and two. They've been kind of Jekyll and Hyde. They led Washington State by 21 points and then ended up losing in triple overtime. They beat Troy, who beat LSU, transitive properties in play there. BYU fans not liking that. But then they get blown out by Virginia on their home field. So Who are they? Who are the Boise State Broncos? And they are trying to avoid an historic bad start, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Boise State, a.k.a. Donkey Teeth, hasn't started a season 2-3 and three in 16 years. That's a long time. They've only been a Division I program since 1996. 
They've only started a season two and three three times ever. As an FBS program. And it all came wow. in the first five or six seasons. Since then? As they were making the transition yes. from FCS, yes. or at the time, D1AA to D1. They have been lights out since so 2001. One of these teams is going to be real pathetic after tonight. And both of these teams. And it's going to start with a B. Have struggling offenses. Oh, yeah. Both are 100-plus. Seeing Boise State in a 100-plus situation in total offense is weird. It's like going 2-2 two and two is not crazy. I think uh, Boise State went 2-2 two and two when they made the uh, Fiesta Bowl in 2014. But this is a different group. Who's the quarterback for Boise State, by the way? Brett Rippon hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. He's two-time off first team Mountain West. He had 317 yards passing in the first half versus BYU last year. BYU had to be plus five in the turnover margin, still lost just to be close, one point lost. I'm intrigued by this matchup. I think it's more even than you think. Here's the one thing that BYU cannot do, which they allowed to happen in Logan against Utah State, and that is turn the ball over, especially deep in their own territory. Listen to this statistic. BYU opponents have started started drives inside BYU territory 21% of the time this season. That's One out of every five starting in BYU territory. That is not good eight compared to 8% last year. I'm flabbergasted. You can't win football <laughs> games that way. And it's no. snake-bitten, unlucky, bad play, whatever you want to call it. It just can't happen. It cannot happen. Don't turn it over, and don't turn it over in your own territory. Do you expect BYU to win tonight against Boise State? Why or why not? At D Stokes 11 says, I have expected BYU to win every game this year. That's not changing tonight. Just need to turn the corner. I haven't expected BYU to win every game. LSU-Wisconsin, I did not expect them to win. Coming up, ESPN's play-by-play. Adam Amin on the matchup with the Broncos tonight. And Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick on quarterback consistency and how it affects teams when you got to play a bunch of guys. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on game day. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN. I can't wait to watch Countdown to Kickoff at 9 Eastern time tonight. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. You get to see BYU warm up. How does Tanner Mangum look? Is Bo Hodge even dressed? We don't, we don't anticipate him playing after last week. Uh, you know, is Cody Wilstead dressed? He has a dress for some home games. Where, um, where does Buddy Buddy go? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. I, I, I accidentally knocked him off. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, not the, that's not the knockoff. That was a complete accident. I want to oh, apologize. Oh, good stuff for that one. Hey, our Twitter question today. Do you expect everything that's surrounding this game on the BYU side? Do you expect the Cougars to beat Boise State tonight? Why or why not? At CGMO52 says, yes, because this BYU team is better than what they've shown tonight they show it. They have to show it to be it. You are what you do. You're not what you aren't what you say. You are what you do. So BYU needs to do stuff. Just do it. Nike, come out here, play a good game on ESPN. A win over Boise State would change the tenor of this season entirely. Entirely. Send Boise State to two and three. There's a regional element to this. It's a growing, s- spudding. Rivalry? Yeah, yeah, it's a budding rivalry. Budding? A budding? I-, I wanted to say spudding. A spuddy yeah. budding rivalry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Big game. 
Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Super Bowl champion coach, one of the masters of the NFL and the NFL Network, Brian Billick. Coach, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Yes, sir. Good to be with you. BYU-Boise State tonight. What do you expect in this regional matchup between two generally quality programs, but currently both dealing with offensive struggles? Yeah, both are, are desperate for a win. And, and you're right, it is a bit has developed into a rivalry. Of course, before Boise was still a, a building program, uh, but now has gotten to the point, obviously, nationally, where it can rival a team like like BYU in terms of recruiting and all those things that uh, you know, have you compete with an organization. Uh, and both are struggling a little bit right now. So both, this would be a big win, notwithstanding what their records are, just because of the matchup, the, the histories, the uh, you know, the, the national prominence, so to speak, these two organizations have had or these two uh, teams have had in the past. Uh, this, you're right. This, this would right a lot of wrongs for both clubs. BYU's lost four games in a row. This is a long losing streak for BYU. Uh, I imagine after game one, it was like uh, the message from the coaching staff, you know, Kalani, all right, we got to get up for the, this one. Let's go. When you're on the fifth game of this kind of thing, and I don't know if you've had a four-game losing streak at any point, Brian, but as a coach, how do you get the guys up for that game when the message has been kind of similar the previous couple of games? Well, and they know. You know, you just you kind of hold that mirror up, and what do you want to do? You know, we uh, people for, uh, a lot of people forget we had a four-game losing streak uh, in our Super Bowl run, or we've lost three out of four. Uh, offense was not playing well. Defense was obviously dominant, but but offense we had struggled. Didn't score a touchdown, an offensive touchdown the month of uh, October. So yeah, there's lots of potential for a team to turn on itself at that point, uh, and and could have. And and I I always point to that as being the the reason that team. And the fact that they hung together, we then went on an 11-game winning streak and ending up in the Super Bowl, uh, that, that that challenge that we had to face collectively uh, was the reason we were able to go on and be champions. And it does test you. It tests your team. It tests all the personalities, everything about it. So, uh, yeah, you can look at it from that standpoint. Yeah, we can't turn around. You look at the NFL, it seemed like uh, the, the New York Giants and the Los Angeles Chargers are playing this weekend, both 0-4, both desperate for a win and the one team's going to get it and actually feel like okay we've made that turn and the other is going to be an absolute panic mode follow him at coach billick on twitter also check out his facebook page for all sorts of football insight coach maybe trent dilford just needs to call tanner mangum and uh, they need to have a quarterback conversation about how he turned things around for your team and to get byu going in the right direction yeah, and you just you got to play within your team. That was the beauty of what Trent did uh, in our Super Bowl year. He recognized how good we were defensively, that we could run the ball. Uh, and Trent was at a point in his career where he needed to generate some numbers, selfishly, but he put that on the back burner and, and was one that said, okay, I'll play within myself. I'm not going to take too many chances. I'm not going to turn the ball over. We can play good defense. We can run the ball, and we can get a win. And there were any number of situations. I, I remember there was a game we were playing – it was uh, against San Diego Chargers that that if we won, we qual- you know we were in the playoffs. So it was a big game, and we had pretty good control of the game. And we had gotten down inside to the red zone, and it was a third and whatever, and it was a timeout. And Trent came over, and I, you know, my offensive inclination, okay, well, if you want to do, you know, we'll take this shot here and that shot there. And Trent looked at me and says, Coach, why? We kick a field goal here, game's over, we win, we go to the playoffs. And he was absolutely right. And and to put his ego on the back burner his own individual agenda, uh, that, that tells you a lot about Trent Dilfer. 
Spencer, you joke, but Trent Dilfer is involved in Elite 11 yes. and knows yes. uh, Tanner Mangum. How much better is a uh, starting a quarterback that's less than 100% versus maybe a fourth-string freshman? Because that's where BYU is at tonight. The hope is that Tanner Mangum is uh, you know, medically passed and is good to go with that ankle. The backup could be a fourth-string freshman. I, I think it's Tanner Mangum or bust at this point a little bit, right? Well, if you're... <laughs> The, the way you, the way you just framed it, I, I would say uh, I'd put the football secretary in at quarterback. <laughs> I'd put a fourth string freshman in. Uh, I'm sure it's not quite that dire, but you know, anytime it comes to an injured player, you go through a sequence. It begins with the doctors because no player or coach has those two initials DR in front of his name. The doctors have to tell you, okay, where is this guy? Could he do further damage? What's the long term prognosis? Once the doctors say yes, he can go. Uh, you know, and the player's going to say, yeah, I can go. Well, then you, the coach, that's where you've got to look at it and say, okay, can he do those things to, to, one, stay safe, two, do enough for us to win, or is he, is, is, uh, do I have to save him from himself and, and go with the other guy because he's going to put this team or himself at risk? What kind of impact are we talking about for the offense when BYU has to play, to this point, three different quarterbacks and potentially a fourth tonight. How does that impact an offense? Huge. Your continuity uh, in terms of the rhythm of what you do, the play calling, how the players react to it. The players looking in the eye of this guy going, is he okay? Can we trust this guy? Can this guy get us where we need to go? Um, it's a lot. You know, changing at the quarterback position is the most dramatic thing a team goes through. For any number, whether it's injury, whether it's due to play or lack of play, uh, that's the most traumatic thing a team has to deal with. And, and the players around that change have to step up. And I know that the youth that the BYU offense is dealing with right now, that has a lot to do with it as well. That, you know, where is that anchor? I mean, when we changed from a Tony Banks to a Trent Dilfer in our Super Bowl year, we had a guy like Shannon Sharp that, and, and Jonathan Ogden that the rest of the players could lean on going, okay, if they say we're okay, we're okay. And, and they would lead, take their lead, and, and that's what probably BYU needs more than anything right now. BYU was uh, minus six in turnover margin last week, which is wild. Uh, what do you say to a team after a game like that? And have you been in a game where your team was minus six? Yeah, you, you pull out all that coaching experience and that great pearl of wisdom and say, guys, we can't do that. that's why they pay you the big bucks (laughs) yeah turnovers are still the number one determinant for success uh and just the way it affects the entire team particularly on a team that is struggling a little bit offensively again that that was what was the formula for us to win a super bowl play great defense we were top three rushing team and we led the league in turnover differential Mm. so we weren't going to give you that field position we weren't going to give you that opportunity to get onto a short field. As conservative as that may sound, that was the formula for us. We've discussed a lot of things that BYU needs to change, adjust, work on, focus on. What is the number one priority for BYU football right now in terms of changing things around this season? I don't know if, it, if you can point to a specific thing as much as you got to trust one another. And it's going to challenge you. And it may not. Uh, it may not turn around in the win column, but you're going to. It's what I talked about to the BYU team this summer when I was up there. Was you got to look around that band of brothers. It's very easy. You always hear that camaraderie and winning teams, and we're a band of brothers. 
it's tougher. It's going to test you. And it goes beyond just the outcome of the season. It's, okay, what kind of person am I? What kind of team are we going to be? Uh, uh, The lessons you're going to learn by coming out of that, like we did, coming out of that losing streak in uh, in 2000 to go on to win the Super Bowl. As I said, had we not had to face that as a team together, uh, I'm not sure we would have won a Super Bowl because when we did get tested the rest of the way, no matter how dire it was, we knew we could handle it because we had stood at the abyss, and we knew it had been there before. No no big deal. We knew we could trust one another. And and whether it, it shows up this season or in the next season, that's really what this that's what this rest of this season is going to be about for this team. Let's finish with this. Uh, are the Chiefs the best team in the NFL? Daniel Sorensen's Chiefs right now. What do you think? Yeah, when you're 4-0 and the only undefeated team, you can lay claim to that. And a lot will change at the quarter mark from the quarter mark to the halfway mark to the three-quarter mark. They're the only team right now, and, and at some point we'll see, we'll see their, uh, you know, whatever chink in their armor. Uh, right now all, they're hitting on all cylinders, and, and right now they're the only team that really hasn't blinked. Everybody else, and there are teams that are now coming back and playing well, some that aren't playing as well. You look at the New England Patriots, pretty good game against Tampa, but you can see, still see where they're a little vulnerable. Right now we haven't seen the vulnerabilities of Kansas City Chiefs. I think we will. Uh, but everybody else, you kind of know what that is. It's kind of like a game. By the time you get to the second quarter of a game, you kind of know what's going on. Okay, you've seen the formations and the personnel groupings the offense are going to use. You've seen pretty much kind of the blitz packages and the coverage packages the defense is going to use. So now it's okay. We, we got the information we need. We're done shadow boxing. Now, now, now we're going to go forward. And that's where the league is right now. We kind of know what everybody is, notwithstanding the record. Uh, and, and now we're going to find out whether they can turn it around in the, in the case of like a team like the New York Giants or with a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, whether they can sustain it. Coach, it's always great to talk to you. We appreciate your time and uh, a very busy schedule and love to follow on Twitter. In fact, you pointed out something that Tom Brady did last night that I had. I was thinking the same thing, and then you tweeted out. He, ha- he was in the pocket, had a great pocket, and just made a horrible throw, and I was with you. I couldn't remember the last time I'd seen Tom Brady just miss a throw. Yeah, you got to go back in a lot of films to find that, but I may do just that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Check out NFL Playbook Wednesdays on the NFL Network at 6 Eastern with Brian Billick and his crew. Coach, thanks so much. All right, guys. Brian Billick on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I didn't realize the Ravens had a three, or they lost three or four in the Super Bowl. They won the Super year. Bowl that year. Wow, how about that? And he said, we wouldn't have been the team that we were had we not gone through what we did early on. Now, BYU didn't have a chance at playoffs like that. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Hey, coming up, more of your tweets. Do you expect BYU to win tonight? ESPN play-by-play Adam Amin joins us next. What's this about him being on the injured reserve? Why didn't he hike the Y this morning? And That's what does he think question. BYU does better than Boise State? No, but why didn't he hike the Y? I don't know. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back, sports friends. It's a Friday. It's a game day. Live from beautiful Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hanging out in Radio Vision. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Let's just take care of the uh, spuddy buddy abuse right out of the top. That's not the official toss, though. I just want to make that clear. (laughs) What what qualifies as an official toss? You will see. You will see. Big weekend for BYU. 
Football, of course, tonight, and then the other football on the pitch tomorrow That's right. Night. Women's soccer plays St. Mary's tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV and the app. It's a big West Coast Conference game for the ladies. Programming reminder, for those watching and listening live on BYU TV or BYU Radio, stay here for coverage of the funeral services for Elder Robert D. Hales of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints immediately following this program. And we will refresh our headlines as well right now. Game day for BYU and Boise State, as we've mentioned, like 75,000 times. Hey, will Tanner Mangum nice. return at quarterback tonight, or will Joe Critchlow, or maybe somebody else, get the nod? Watch the Cougars warm up, including all of those quarterbacks. Countdown to kickoff 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Kyle Vanoy, seven tackles and half sack last night in the Patriots' 19-14 win over the Tampa Bay Bucks. Thanks, Nick Folk. <laughs> Who beat BYU in, at Arizona in 06. I'll never forget that you guy's name. You will never forget. Like, ugh. Eighth-ranked BYU women's volleyball, down two sets to none last night, came back to win in five at St. Mary's. West Coast Conference Player of the Week, Ronnie Jones-Perry, led the Cougars with 24 kills. BYU trying to go to 17-1 on the season. They play at Pacific tomorrow at 3 Eastern. Joining us now, ESPN play-by-play superstar, Horizon League basketball expert. Oh, it's, by the way, it's a, it's a little... It's a little cool out oh, here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Adam yes. Amin is with yeah. us of ESPN. Oh, my goodness. That is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. I hope those of you back in Valparaiso, Indiana, are watching yeah. us right now. Although, this is outdated now because we need a new shirt. Bo- we're going we're to have to get you guys some Missouri yeah. Valley Conference shirts. Yes, you now. are. I, I wear yes, this you to are. play pickup basketball sometimes. People are like, why do you have a Valpo shirt? You're, I'm like, you're, it's you're a fun try- you're just You're just trying to channel the yeah. greatness of Alpo basketball. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> the Drews, Adam Amin. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, with my with my huge athletic prowess at, <laughs> it, when it comes to Valpo basketball, and clearly the athletic prowess that I showed off or didn't show off on my route to uh, now, to the wide today. Now let's discuss that. So this morning, uh, Dusty Dvorak, the analyst, and Molly McGrath, the sideline reporter, they hiked the Y. Molly tweets out this video from the bottom of the Y, looking up. Yeah. And there's somebody missing, and it's you. Uh, here's the video. <laughs> Why weren't you there, Adam, this morning? So uh, I did not – I was not ready for the altitude. I absolutely was not ready <laughs> for it. So we got to uh, probably the first switchback, and, and I was doing okay, but, like, you know, my legs are burning. I'm starting to feel a little bit. I was like, all right, let's let's – Let's keep going. And Are I'm you trying running to fi- or walking? Uh, so we did make the mistake of starting out running. Oh, wow. And that, that okay. probably just, just okay. killed it for me right away. Uh, remember, Dusty and Molly are, are le- legit athletes. Molly was a cheerleader in college. Dusty obviously played in, in the NFL. Like, these are legit athletes. They do a great – they stay in really good shape, unlike other people on the crew. <laughs> and uh, I, I, was, I was definitely lagging behind. I had to take a break for a second. And then I was like, all right, come on. We can do this. We can get, we can get up there. I got about two and a half switchbacks in, and I was like, I, I can't do it. I was feeling woozy. I was feeling dizzy. I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm just gonna, ca- I'm just gonna cash in. You pulled a Mac Brown. <laughs> we went, we went Mac. But, but the thing is, he lasted longer than I did. I only made it about halfway. I only made it about halfway. On the other hand, like I, I, if I didn't stop right then and there, I was probably gonna fall and roll down the entirety of the mountain. You, you, okay you were now? thinking of this show and this program. You got to be ready I for BYU. I also wanted to be full strength when I came on BYU. Yeah, also BYU. another program, but yeah. How are you feeling now? You okay? Oh, no, this is, it's, it's fine good? now. Yeah, I mean, I'm you're, sure. Now we'll, you're down at 4,500 feet of this elevation. Is, this is actually Not 7, this, is a, this is a feasible place to be compared <laughs> to where we were about uh, an hour and a half ago. So. All right, Adam. Uh, 
what are your top storylines tonight for BYU and Boise State? We've talked about anything and everything all week long. Sure. Turnovers, quarterback, Boise State's offense struggling, BYU's offense struggling. What are you, what are you specifically watching for tonight? Uh, we do this thing on Friday nights called the Dossier. We open it up to, to kind of introduce people to the game. Now, it's easy when you do number five against number 16 like we did last week. It's not much of a sell. Here, people are going one and four, two and two. Why am I getting involved in this? There's a desperate feeling when we got a chance to talk to both of these coaching staffs significant desperation from both sides. I really felt it from Brian Harson. We had their last game against Virginia a couple of weeks ago against Bronco, and they performed very, very well against Boise State on the blue turf and won. The running game was really bad for Boise State. The offensive line's been struggling. Their defense is not bad. They, they gave up a, a lot of yards and a lot of points to Virginia, but their offense wasn't putting them in very good positions either. Neither was a special team. So I felt that desperation from them right away. And I didn't know what the feeling was going to be when we talked with Kalani and and Elisha and and Ty yesterday, and we got a chance to talk with Tanner and a couple of other guys. I didn't know what that feeling was going to be, but you got that sense. Like, this is this is back against the wall time. And I think that phrase, I want to say Kalani used that with us yesterday. Uh, so this is, this is a desperation type of game. I think I heard you guys say it. This is kind of the crux of the season for both of these teams. A yeah. win for BYU. All right, we've got 2010. You know, we, we think about one and four, starting off rough. We've got a relatively easy schedule going forward. Can we get five or six wins in these next eight games? Yeah, if we win tonight, I think we feel pretty good about it. And for Boise State, they're still in good position, by the way. They're 1-0 in the Mountain West. It's not like their season is over by yes. any means. But I think they need a win tonight to get back on track, feel a little bit of confidence. So outside of the, the micro, that's the macro that we're coming in with. And then the micro stuff is a lot of what you guys have already talked about. The offensive line play for Boise State has been bad. Uh, offensively, BYU, with the personnel changes, has, has been so inconsistent. This is a team that, you know, when I was here last year, they put up 55. Alabama scored 66 on Saturday. BYU scored 63 in five games. That's very surprising. Let's hope the Adam yeah. Amin effect takes place tonight for <laughs> BYU. And yeah, Little Edward little, Stadium. Little drama, good vibes and whatnot. I'm not sure what to think of Boise State because they're up 21 on Wazoo, who beats yeah. USC, yet they lose by 19 to Virginia. That's Bronco Mendenhall's best win there, which we were happy for him uh, to do that. What do you think of the Broncos at this point? They don't have a Jay Ajayi, uh, McNich- Jeremy McNichols in the backfield no. right now. It's different. Red Ribbon hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. What in the world? It, that's incredible to us. That was the stat that stuck out beyond anything. Of any opening game starting quarterback in college football this year, he's the only one without a passing that's touchdown. So that's so weird. That's incredible for a guy who's been Mountain West freshman of the year. He's been first team Mountain West. He's been one of the better pocket passing quarterbacks in college football. And we're looking at him saying, you know, a couple of years down the line – this, this is probably going to be an NFL quarterback if it continues this run. We've seen so many struggles, but a lot of it is not on him. Uh, just the same way we kind of look at the quarterbacks that you guys have had and had, have had to rotate through, you don't really put all the blame on the QBs. Yes, does the quarterback play need to be better for BYU? Of course, but with all the inconsistencies of the personnel around the QBs, that's been probably the biggest issue, and that's how Boise is kind of rolling right now as well. This is an offensive line that has built itself, a program that's built itself on offensive line play yes. with those running backs. They're all over the NFL. They're, this is an absolute shocker to see them struggle in the running game as much as they have. We had them two weeks ago, 30 yards on 24 carries on the ground. That is very un-Boise State-like. So uh, the coaching staff was very quick to say, listen, it's not all on Brett. It's not all on Montel Cozart, who's played very well in his, uh, in his time, whether as a starter or as uh, a guy coming in for a change of pace. It's got to be the other guys. The receivers had a lot of drops, 10 drops against Virginia uh, in that game two weeks ago. Sean Monster had a really rough game. 
Uh, Richardson wasn't as involved early as he should have been. Cedric Wilson is Cedric Wilson. He's going to hurt He's your regardless. He's playing a very elite level wide receiver, but the other guys have to step up around Rippon and around Kozar. When you look at what Virginia did so well against Boise State a couple of weeks ago, and the Broncos do have the luxury of coming off of a bye week to try and shore up some of these uh, weaknesses, what can BYU learn from that film that they can try and use to exploit Boise State tonight? I think, again, it goes down to quarterback play. Will the execution be there for the quarterbacks, whoever ends up playing tonight for BYU? But can you expose the secondary? Because there were some busted coverages for Boise State as well. A lack of communication, which, again, considering some of the veterans on that defense, also very surprising. But Virginia was able to beat coverage. They were able to get big chunks of yardage downfield. If Tanner Mangum is healthy... I'm not going to say he's going to be able to move the way we typically know him to move when he is healthy, but if he's healthy enough to go tonight, if he's got a clean pocket, there's going to be some chances to take some shots. And I don't think Ty Detmer is in a place right now where he feels confident through the first five games about how this team has looked in downfield passing. If Tanner Mangum is healthy enough to go, this offensive line has to hold up against a pretty good front. And if that's the case, Tanner's going to have some shots to, to throw the ball downfield. What do you think could be a difference tonight? Because last year, BYU had to be plus five just to be in that game. Yeah. Plus five and lost. BYU's coming off of a minus six game, yeah. in which ball security, obviously, a huge theme. Yeah, obviously, that's that's first and foremost, I think, for any football team. It's the biggest stat I think most of us would agree in, in any level of football is do you have extra possessions and do you take possessions away from the other team? I think really X factor tonight, I think Joel Trenman's a, a huge factor for this oh, game yeah. because – like we talked about with the coverage issues that Boise State had against Virginia, Andy Avalos, the defensive coordinator, pointed him out immediately, said that guy has elite-level speed, oh. top-end speed. We all know that. We've seen it on tape. First play, well, again, I go back to my last game here. Yep. First play of the game against Toledo, 75 yards. It's his speed that sets him apart from everybody else. So if that guy gets opportunities in space – that's going to be the X factor in this game, at least offensively. I think defensively, there's there's no question that BYU has talent. Uh, I don't think there's really ever been a question about that over the course of the season. They're, they've just been on the field too long. So uh, guys like Warner and, and Taki Taki, who's done a phenomenal job since returning, uh, I think they're X factors on the defensive side, but that's not really anything out of the ordinary for BYU. What does BYU do better than Boise State strictly on paper? I think just on paper, I think they do run the ball better, and that's something that Boise State's coaching staff also pointed out. Uh, last week, especially against Utah State, they did a pretty good job running the football. Uh, there were a lot of holes. There were opportunities to get bigger chunks of yardage. The one thing that Ty Detmer did tell us about the backs is, and, and this goes on the coaches, and I, I very much appreciate the candor here. Ty basically said it's kind of on us for splitting the reps as much as we did early in the season because we were trying to find the guy. We don't have a Jamal Williams anymore, so we have to find somebody that's willing to take the reins. And splitting all those reps early in the season – may have diminished the learning curve a little bit for some of these backs. So the word hesitation was used. Uh, I think that's something that BYU running backs have had an issue with, hesitant on where to go, where to read, where to be patient, and then when to burst. So if we see some of that develop over the course of the practice week and translate into what we might see on the field tonight, I think there are some opportunities there for the run game to get established. Have you heard Jerem do tight Detmer's impersonation? Well, uh, Adam, we're going to try and run the ball in the first quarter and, uh, you know, Hopefully, uh, your analyst stays this time for us, and uh, we'll just throw it deep oh, and see what they that's give us. Really good. <laughs> I want to call. I've asked him that if I could really call good. a plan. Headset. That was really good. Will Will like Tanner or or Coy or anybody be able to tell the difference? We, we did a thing with them, and I I couldn't get Coy. 
I didn't get Tanner. I got who? I got Squally Canada. You got Squally. Okay, yeah. would, and you Squally, got you got Moroni Lalu Pututau too. Yeah. yeah. Would they yeah. be able to tell the difference? Is the biggest well, question. Ty and I sat behind, like behind a <laughs> curtain, and I would talk. They'd have to guess who was talking. Oh, I was they, talking. It was, and they it was, it was named that coordinator. Yeah. Basically, yeah. 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 We, played, oh, we actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> that was really, really. That's a really impressive, strong imitation. Is Thank it, you. Though? That was really good. Even if you're lying, I really appreciate. No, that was really solid. Okay. More likely, let's end with this. BYU beats Boise State tonight or your Chicago Cubs repeat? Uh, I think BYU beating Boise State is a much more likely. <laughs> uh, and not because the Cubs aren't, aren't playing well. Honestly, the Nationals, their offense scares the heck out of me. I think their pitching staff is a lot deeper than people realize. And even if you get past them, I think either the Dodgers or the Diamondbacks, who I saw on Wednesday night, one of those teams. I'm going to gonna, the Dodgers game. Tomorrow. Are you going? On, are you yeah. going? The, it, it was Arizona, uh, Colorado was was Amazing. awesome. It was it was one oh. of the coolest events I've ever gotten a chance to call. My first MLB playoff game. But uh, I think BYU Boise has a chance to be a really competitive game. I'm not going to say it's going to be the highest scoring game, but desperation leads to competitiveness. And I do think with the track record that these two programs have had, with the game that we saw last year with how these teams come in, maybe limping a little bit. I think we're in for a really competitive game tonight. Great stuff. Adam, thanks for coming by, Always man. Always a pleasure, guys. Oh, where's, oh. Spud, did, where's Spuddy, buddy? Did he, you guys just beat him up? He's not here. We do have a oh, – we okay. come bearing gifts. Ah! There are BYU Look Sports Nation socks, okay? This will go – They great. can rock I, the socks. I think I have to wear the BYU Sports Nation shirt. Shirt. And these socks pulled all the way up when I work out or something. Yes. Maybe next time I <laughs> – Which colla- I do with Valpo. When I, when yeah. I collapse uh, a quarter of the way up towards the Y next time, these will be the socks that I wear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but Probably. as you mentioned, pulled all the way up. <laughs> just, just for added embarrassment, I think is what we're getting for. You can watch uh, Adam tonight on ESPN, uh, coverage starting at 10.15 Eastern. All right, looking forward yeah. to it, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, you Adam. got it. Great Adam Amin of ESPN with us. Do you expect BYU – to beat Boise State, hashtag BYUSN, send in your responses. Also coming up. Yeah, what Cougar hoopsters are in action overseas today? The pros overseas begin their play, including uh, Brandon Davies. We found Spuddy Buddy, by the way. Oh, did you? That's great. Adam, would you like to do something with Spuddy Buddy? <laughs> you like well, to you guys have been him, very mean to him, and I've yeah. met Spuddy Buddy, so I'm going to be nice to Spuddy <laughs> <laughs> Your tweet's on the way next. Adam <laughs> cuddling Spuddy Buddy. <laughs> Stay with us. He's a hugger. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Countdown to kickoff live at 9 Eastern tonight. Uh, We're going to go all the way until 10.14 Eastern and then ESPN picks up at 10.15, so you can hang with us until the last possible second. Uh, we'll hand it off to ESPN tonight. It's coming up on BYU TV and the app. We just spoke with the play-by-play man tonight for ESPN, Adam Amin. Friend of the program. Always entertaining. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's great. We see him at least <laughs> once a year. Um, I, I had an idea. Um, okay. I guess the, the thrill in Manila, Manila with uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can I simulate a, a Oh, oh, oh I see where you're yeah, going with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Jerem is uh, using Spuddy Buddy as a punching yeah. bag right now, and those punches were about as hard as Conor McGregor against uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, did yeah. you want it? Did you want him again? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Later this segment, we'll uh, do the official chuck off. By the way. Oh my goodness! Nine and a half hours to kick off. Yes, we have the countdown uh, clock going on a nine hours and thirty-two minutes. That's the ten twenty-one. That's when the kickoff. the actual kickoff, kickoff. slated on yeah, ESPN. Exactly. Hey, and by the way, it's uh. What is it? Own the night, knock, 
Nostris Nocturnus. Yes. Yeah, we we started that originally with the Yukon game in 2014. Nostris Nocturnus. Own the night. Latin. We're on the night. BYU can own the night tonight in front of ESPN. Like it would be. It's so huge for both of these teams to win this game to set the overall course of the remaining part of the season. Yes, BYU needs this because Mississippi State's going to be a tough game to win next week. You need a win. You need a win. Do you expect BYU to beat Boise State tonight? Why or why not? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Henson 23 I want to expect BYU to win, but this season has forced me to have no expectations. If they win tonight, great. If not, what's new? Yeah, you need to win. You really do need to win tonight. At Andrew underscore Ashton 20. If the defense can pressure Finley, Finley. Is um, is, wasn't he the quarterback? He was before? the quarterback in like 2015. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> they did pressure Finley, and yes, it worked. Did. Uh, kind of cool. I intercepted him a couple times. BYU has a chance. Okay, I, we got to throw off Spotify. Wait, you over the edge. The, the punching yeah. bag was not enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're going to throw him over the edge? Are you? You are not going to throw him off the set. Jeremy's standing up, and he's okay. Wow, are you going Jack Black in Anchorman? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, poor Spuddy. Poor Spuddy, buddy, man. Wow, it's just excessive at this point, isn't it? He's quite mashed. At Mel Reed and Wright. I mean, you're bound to win a game sometime, so sure, BYU will win. My heart was not in on that. Rips, buddy, buddy. Coming up, what did Kyle Van Noy do last night for the Patriots? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big shout-out and thanks to today's guest, Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick. Follow him at Coach Billick and ESPN play-by-play superstar Adam Amin. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Ball night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU and Boise State. Will Tanner Mangum return at quarterback tonight? Or will Joe Critchlow or somebody else get the nod? Watch the Cougars warm up on countdown to kickoff at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy had seven tackles and a half a sack on Jameis Winston last night in the Patriots' 19-14 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thanks, Nick Folk. Other Cougars in action this weekend include Kainuku and the Browns against the Jets, Daniel Sorensen and the undefeated Chiefs against the Texans, and John Denny and the Dolphins against the Titans. Men's basketball. Yesterday marked BYU Basketball Media Day. The Cougars ready for the season to begin later this month. Unofficial Volleyball. Game anyway. Volleyball, 8th ranked, uh, beat uh, St. Mary's on the road in five sets, down two sets to none. Nice comeback win last night. Ronnie Jones-Perry of Copper Hills led the team with 24 kills. Cougars play at Pacific tomorrow at 3 Eastern time. Soccer. The ladies host St. Mary's tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV, looking for win number one in WCC play. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays is even through six in the second round of the <gasps> Safeway Open. Zach Blair tees off. His second round at 3 Eastern. Blair shot 300 yesterday in the first round. Back to you. Cougars overseas. Brandon Davies had eight points and a win for his new team, Zalgris in Lithuania. Jennifer Hampson scored 12 points for the Sydney Uni Flames in a loss. Swimming and diving. That's a fun name. The uh, first meet of the season is today and tomorrow in your old stomping grounds of Grand Junction, Colorado. Hey-o. Intermountain shootout against Air Force Colorado Mesa and Colorado State. 
Shout out to the Western Slope. Today's Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Goes to Tanner Mangum's ankle. May it be strong. May it be sturdy. Yeah, it's well said, my friend. Our Twitter question today, do you expect BYU to win tonight against Boise State? Why or why not? A lot rides on Tanner Mangum, right? Our elite tweet of the day from at Twiggy or Stone. Yes, we learned that Kairos Tonga likes to eat horse, and the Broncos are coming. Yeah, I didn't make that connection <laughs> earlier in the week, so If I were from Boise that. State, I would be very, very afraid. Kairos Tonga is hungry, I'll tell you that. You gotta do They're, hungry. They're they, hungry. They hungry. They hungry. How hungry is BYU? The level of desperation is real yes. for the Cougars. Yes, we've talked to coaches and players this week. There's a high sense of urgency and desperation. Uh, desperation almost feels negative. It's urgency. It is. Uh, I think BYU will rally around the fact that if Tanner Mangum can go, I think they will rally around that offensively, especially after you know some uh, troubles offensively last week. At Yfangirl underscore JB, I always expect and hope to win. I always seem to find what is wrong with the other team instead of mine. Oh my a blessing and a curse. There you go. That's the outlook, right? A reminder, for those watching and listening live on BYU TV or BYU Radio, we invite you to stay right here for coverage of the funeral services for Elder Robert D. Hales of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Please do so. You will not be disappointed. That'll do it for us on BYU Sports Nation.